Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by the king of K-Fabe Big Clips, Mr. Wex Breaking-A-Walking. Wex, how you living today, bud? Living pretty good, and uh, want me to be honest, uh, not very good at kickflips, better at, like, frontside 180 kickflips. Not, not, not much of a kickflip guy, but I, I, mm. I, I can do, you know, some other stuff, you know. Th- that's fine. That's fine. That, that 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 works. I'll just it just doesn't. It, it, I mean, you know. technically, it is a type of kickflip. It's a kickflip variation. So th- there we go. We'll keep it. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah. How you feeling on this Black Friday, Wex? Uh, you know, I don't really do any of the Christmas shopping craziness, any of that stuff. So not 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 a big deal for me. I'm not gonna be down there trying to fight people for a toaster or anything like that. So no, no, not me either. I will not be uh, participating in the retail store craziness. I did order some things on Cyber Wednesday, um, but you know, I'm just trying to stay ahead of the curve with some two kiddos that I got. Um, yeah, man, did you get any uh, any feedback on last week's show? Last week's show got, got got a little bit of positive feedback from a few people. Actually, a coworker of mine that I told about. Said they subscribed and they're they're gonna try to learn about wrestling. They don't even watch wrestling. They just said they're going down to support the show. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Also, I mean, you know, we got to cover an AEW show and that's always good. It was a hell of a show too. And honestly, like, the, if you missed it last week, you should go check it out because 1996 wasn't that bad either. A couple, a couple pretty good bangers on there as well. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna lead to today. Uh, today we are doing a what? What is it like? A 15 year, 15 year comparison? It's a Cyber Sunday 2006. Going up against Survivor Series 2021 from this past weekend. But before we get to the show, what is going on in the world of wrestling? What's the news? What's the notes? What's the skinny? Man, we got a lot of stuff going on in the world of wrestling right now. You know, some good things, some uh, positive news, some negative news. You know, like always. One of the first big things, uh, as you know or you may not know, Kenny Omega relinquished. He vacated his AAA Mega Championship. Oh my goodness! I didn't and know he was that. supposed to defend it against uh, El Vikingo or whatever the hell his name is, El Vike Vikingo. I don't know. He's really sick, uh, Luchador. Got this gothic oh, type Viking weird whatever gimmick. Yeah, but he, he's he's sick. But he was gonna face Kenny Omega originally, but now it's been turned into a three way match with El Vika, El the Viking guy. Yeah. Versus. Summer Ray Del Sol, a.k.a. the former uh, Kalisto from WWE, and yeah. the newly signed AEW talent, Jay Lethal. Ooh. Ooh, I very much like that. I'm, yeah, I'm a very a, big fan of that. I like that very much. Very intriguing three-way right there. Uh, not the type of three-way you're thinking about. I know what you guys are talking about. Don't hey, go hey, like hey, that, guys. Hey. But hey, hey now, right? Hey, hey now. What, what else will you have in the, uh, in the world of wrestling? Uh, more some more Ric Flair salty news. Apparently, he really hates Nick Khan, who works for WWE, and that's the only reason that he left. And he still still got a good relationship with Vince, but he said he will never ever work for Khan again because Khan was instrumental in getting him taken off TV. And he says that Khan's trying to erase his legacy. Oh my goodness! Which I don't know if that's just Ric Flair being ridiculous, which it probably is, but I guess it makes for a good headline, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's uh, it's just sad to see at this point, honestly. Um, you know, I want to remember Rick as like woo and good times, and I don't know. Bitter old man Rick is not. It's not a good look for him. I don't think. Well, speaking of a uh, bitter old men, just kidding. Uh, Jim Ross, actually, some very positive news. He uh, basically posted a picture. He's doing well after his first round of surgery for cancer. Success. Oh, nice. He's going to be on, uh, he was, yeah, he's, as you listen to this, he was on AEW Dynamite this week doing commentary. So, you know, he's in there. He's not going to give up. And I think that's fucking awesome that he's just old man with cancer, really has no reason, doesn't need to be out there, but he's, he loves what yeah. he does. Yeah. I think it's I totally awesome. agree. I totally agree. Did so, you see uh, the, uh, did you see the clip of the, uh, the fan spearing, uh, oh, Seth yeah. Rollins? At, I was going to get into that. Raw. I was, cause, uh, we're, I was going to transition, uh, We'll do that. Uh, so one more before we get into the WWE uh, news and rumors. Uh, well, this kind of will lead into it. Former WWE diva Summer Rae was spotted at the latest set of the latest set of Impact tapings. Ah, okay. 
and they're I not mean, knowing. It hasn't sense. been confirmed if she's wrestling, managing, like what she's doing, or they just have said she was spotted at the tapings, which means she's probably hmm. wrestling. I would imagine she's probably wrestling. Um, yeah. Weird. Okay, we'll see where yeah. that goes. Exactly. She hasn't done anything with wrestling since she left, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll move over to the um, the Triple H side of the news because it has some NXT stuff there. Okay. Uh, Scotty Too Hottie announced today, or no, not today because this is Friday for you listening, but he announced this week that he's leaving NXT as a trainer. Yeah. He said he told himself basically whenever he was just there to collect a paycheck and he wasn't agreeing with the way things were going anymore, he was going to quit, and he said he's got to that point. And he's just ready to move on. Yeah. He just doesn't like the direction that it's going. And, you know, shout out to Scotty Too Hotty, one of my all-time favorites. I love Too Cool as a kid. Fucking I agree. They're one agree of my favorite them. teams. And uh, Triple H, you know, he used to be his baby, his child, NXT, his real baby, his real child, his oldest daughter, who's 15 years old, has announced she started training to wrestle. Wow. That's, uh, that's something. I, I I'm very interested to see what that will end up being like, actually. Yeah. Is she going to be like, is she going to look more like Stephanie, look more like Triple H? Because, you know, the kids always favor one parent over the other. Right, 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 gonna, right, right. What's it going to be? And then, like, is, what kind of style is she going to wrestle? Is she going to be like an indie darling? Oh, indie darling. I, I don't know. I don't I don't see that. happening. Uh, I mean, she's still a McMahon, technically. Yeah, so. technically. She's still a Mac man. Yeah. And speaking of, like you were talking about that spear, this delusional fan somehow hopped the railing at Raw on got onto the stage and speared and attacked Seth Rollins. It's pretty funny, actually, if you haven't seen it. Like this dude comes in like like He's a I big mean, guy. He's not a small yeah. guy at all. No, yeah. He comes in like full head of steam, bro. Like he was going for that spear. Like, oh man, it was it was something. It's something to see if you haven't seen the Twitter clip yet. Yeah, and so you know the backstory on this, right? Have you looked it up? I have not. So this is like this delusional fan who he has like an Instagram page. We might, you know, post a link in the description or some shit. We can link it up or just post it on Twitter later or some shit. He says that Goldberg and Vince McMahon booked him, and he says that his name is something King Fatu, and he's a part of the royal family, and he did it for the bloodline. He did it for the Usos, and... Like, he, he's, like, crazy. He, like, thinks he's – he's, like, I had the feud with Colby Lopez and Colby Lopez only. It's my personal beef. I'm not going to air it out here, but you know what I'm talking about. And turns out he got scammed by an account, an Instagram account that was posing as Seth Rollins that, like, scammed him out of some money. Oh, my goodness. And he's already insane because he thinks he's a part of, like – so he's an, a crazy delusional – wrestling fan who got scammed out of a fake account that was posing to be Seth Rollins and so he attacked him on Raw. That is beautiful. I don't know if there's anything more pro wrestling than that, honestly. I know, that's like Carney 99. Like it's probably oh, some fucking good. other wrestler, like indie re- like some fucking someone who knows how to take advantage of people like that that was like, "Yeah, fucking I'll do Seth Rollins." Like, oh god. He's it's like, so "Look, funny. this guy's fucking idiot. He thinks he's a fucking Uso." I he I literally said in the video, like, and not even like being ironic, like as a joke, he said, I did it for Rikishi. I did it for the rock. And I was like, Oh my god, this is crazy. Oh yeah. I was like, dude, he's just some delusional fan who like thinks he's part of the storylines. Royal Uso family. Like, oh yeah, we'll post the, we'll post it like a link of the dude's page on a Twitter or something. Like, yeah, you guys gotta see this. It's pretty funny. He's he's out there. The Royal Usos family, man, that's, uh, that's something that's, uh, that's something. Uh, is there anything else in the news and notes? Are we uh, ready to I get mean, on to the today's the main only event? Really main thing in the news leads into our second pay-per-view and we'll just kind of, we'll just talk about it. We'll just talk about it when it goes to there because it's just okay. kind of funny what happens and what didn't happen. And we'll, we'll get to it. I love it. I love it. Let's jump on our way back machine. Go back 15 years. We're going to start with WWE cyber Sunday from 2006 uh, it was a great opening package. Uh, this is kind of like the best part point of 06, in my opinion. Um, Umaga hits the ring, and we vote for his opponent. And, of course, it's Kane. Uh, speaking of the Uso royal bloodline, it's Umaga versus Kane here. Uh, man, I feel like Umaga would have been an actual Hall of Fame guy if he had been able to kind of keep going. 
Um, he was really, really good in the ring. And actually, this match was way better than I expected it to be. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, I mean, Kane's really hit or miss to me. It's similar as The Undertaker, honestly. And I thought this was actually really good um, for not having, like, anything worked out and kind of calling it in the ring, so to say. Like, I thought it was a pretty solid opener. I gave it three and a quarter beers. Uh, where are you at on this this opening match, Umaga versus Kane? I'm almost right there with you. Like, I definitely thought this was a fun match. And, like, the story going into this, this is still when Umaga was on his undefeated streak. And right. they worked this match good enough where Kane still looked dominant and then made yeah. you think that, you know, Uma, you know, he might get the w- victory over Umaga. He might be too much, but they, you know, they, they worked it. It was, it was pretty good. Just like you said, I was kind of surprised. I was like, Kane versus Umaga, this is going to be a fucking stinker. But, I mean... You know, nice little comeback, decent little match right there. I would have, you know, liked to see Chris Benoit versus Umaga. That, you know, definitely would have been an overall better in-ring match there. But Probably. You're probably right. But, I mean, Kane still did a pretty good job. I mean, three beers for me right there in the middle, pretty decent match. Like, I was surprised. I was drinking some beers, too, watching this, which, you know. Always helps. Yeah, definitely helps. A couple Modellos in, you know, for this match. Yeah, buddy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, we're about in the same boat on that one. Let's keep it rolling here. We got Charmel and ECW champion Big Show in the back. And I absolutely love Queen Charmel and this whole King Booker area. Like, I just, I was really into it. I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought this whole promo was awesome. Um, and then the match here is Crime Time versus Viscera and Charlie Haas versus the Highlanders. Versus Cade and Murdoch, uh, and fans voted for the match to be a Texas Tornado. Oh, yeah. So it's really just a hodgepodge of bodies. There's no continuity at all. It's way too much going on. Not even any really big spots, even. It was just bad. Uh, the best part, hands down, was Crime Time stealing King's laptop at the end. Um, I gave it a beer and a half. That's that's about as mo- best I could give it. Where are you at in this weird hodgepodge of tag team ridiculousness? Yeah, I mean, this was just, like, literally bullshit. I mean, how can you have a Texas Tornado match with four people, four different teams that's going to be coherent that you're going to be able to keep up with? There's just so much shit going on. And, dude, I forgot how, like, cringe Crime Time's gimmick kind of is. Oh, these yeah, days. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I was no, no, like, no. God, yeah, and then King's yeah. like, they stole my laptop. Let me make sure they didn't steal my billfold. And I was like, God damn. And then just, like, the presentation, like, and this was early Crime Time. I think it kind of, I feel like, did it get better? Or I just remember it differently. <laughs> no, it got it got less comedic and a little more thuggish, which might actually be worse. I'm not sure, um, but I don't know. But like, it, it was, was never good. Ridiculous. It was never a good idea. It was never. Like, a good they idea. were both great wrestlers, but like yeah. the just the presentation of the gimmick. Like, but like back then, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. But I was like, ah, this is kind of ugh, kind of not. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cringe at this point, honestly. Yeah. Like he stole my lap. Oh my god, they stole my laptop. They're just they're th- like. They're called crime time and their feet like, ah, just it's rough. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough, man. But yeah, I gave it a beer. I mean, just there's nothing really you can say about this. It's just crime time took advantage. They got the they took advantage at the end, took the opportunity, got the pin. Classic heel move. I mean, classic heel stuff. Yeah, for sure. It was just it was, a way to, I feel like to get all these guys on the card, too. Honestly. Oh, exactly. Classic. It was like, yep, it's just, just like, you know, on the other show, we're going to cover those. They have one of those matches, too. You always got to get those on them WWE pay-per-views. Yeah. Uh, in the back after this, the backstage segment with Sean kind of reenacting that classic laptop gift from the 90s. Uh, then Hunter gets in on it. So and it's, let me. So let is th- is that King's laptop? No. It's, different. Okay. It's, it's like an old school 90s laptop like that's why oh, i was wondering like because he took the laptop like stole the laptop and then suddenly Shawn michaels had one i was like did they do some like yeah. exchange okay yeah that was poorly planned out i guess but no i, I at least I, at least i mean maybe it was maybe you maybe you saw some 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 wwe lore that i just missed there maybe that's possible um, who knows um anyway this is kind of like the child version of dx I thought it was awesome that Sean Spears is the one that ate the super kick, though. Yeah, uh, and then he like gives it to a couple more randos on the way. I loved that. I thought that was great. What uh, was his name? Ch- what did he call it? Was he Chad or what was his Stan? name? Stan. Something like that. But I love how he just exaggerates, throws the paper. You know. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was a good bump. Uh, it's crazy to think that like that's how long like Sean Spears was in developmental for that long. Like, that's crazy to think about how we just covered like Takeover 2016. So that was a decade later, and he had been there just in developmental because essentially i mean that's what nxt was too it's crazy it's just crazy to think about um but yeah the next match on the card here is jeff hardy versus carlito 
the WWE Intercontinental Championship. This is back when the Intercontinental Championship actually meant something. Um, yeah, man. What'd you think about this one? Give me your give me your overall on this. Dude, one. another one of those ones that I like, you know, when I looked up at the card, I'm like, Jeff Hardy versus Carlito. And I'm like, ah, all right, whatever. But dude, another good fucking match. Like, and they like, dude, yeah. Carlito was like, dude, they were working that modern style that's like popular today back in 06. Like, they yeah. started off exchanging holds, you know, back the face off, the kip up, the face off, you know, like, yeah. And they were just working like a good, fast-paced athletic match like athletic match like hitting all lots of sick moves and Carlito was doing a lot more high flying than I really remember him doing like I feel like later in his career he wasn't doing as much but he was like you know keeping right up with Jeff Hardy like some very very stiff shit like the swanton bomb that Jeff Hardy hit for the pin like it was very stiff yeah dude like he he definitely doesn't do it like that anymore. He like, you know, grazes like the upper part of his back. But like that yeah. one was a fucking full senton like on to yeah. him hard, dude. Yeah. I thought it was a really good match. Stiff, hard, like athletic, fast paced. I gave it four beers. I, I really enjoyed it. It was like probably one of my favorite matches on the card. Man, I don't even know. If, I don't know if it's my highest rated, but it might be like it was really good. Uh, It's not. Actually, it might be. Yeah, I think you're right. But I also rated it four beers. I was right there. I mean, I agree. Uh, there were a couple of setter steps, but the crowd was super into it. Um, yeah. I mean, the match was really good. There were some really good false finishes in there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, the crowd was super hot for all of it. Uh, and the finish was solid, too. Like like you said, it was really stiff. Um, yeah, solid match for sure. Better better than average. Uh, so you, I went a, a solid four beers on that one as well. Wow. Uh, we, yeah, I know. We're, we're, getting, like, we're getting we're pretty good so far on this yeah. one. Yeah. Rocking and rolling. Let's keep it going. Uh, we got a package for rated RKO versus DX. The package was decent. Not great. This was easily the worst version of DX by far. Um, but, I mean, it's Triple H, HBK, Edge, and Orton all in the ring together. So, I was here for that for sure. Um, and that's what we get. It's DX versus rated RKO with Eric Bischoff as a special guest referee. And the match was okay. Uh, I mean, it was lots of gaga borderline comedy spots even like because they were nostalgic but these are like older dudes now and it doesn't i don't know like i don't know just never i don't know just never I, I, to me like once triple h became the game it's like that old like you can't unless you're gonna go back to the long boy tights like i don't there's no way for you to be dx triple h again like i, I don't know it just didn't, it never really clicked with me um but yeah i mean also, Orton and Edge at this point hadn't really settled into like being a team yet. I believe this was like the very first time they teamed up. Um, so it did kind of feel like four singles guys in a tag match, if that makes sense. Um, and Orton is still pretty green. Edge actually looked kind of winded pretty early on in the match, which was surprising. Uh, but all that being said, it was your basic Memphis-style tag match. Sean took all the heat and sold like a madman. Hunter gets the hot tag and cleans house. Bischoff screws DX. I mean, it's pretty, pretty Memphis tag. I mean, so I went right down the middle with it. Um, it did serve its purpose. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is what we do is we nitpick. So if I'm an average fan, I'd say it's a pretty good match, but because, you know, we expect a lot from guys like Sean and edge and Orton and triple H, uh, it was right there in the middle for me. Three beers. Where are you at on this tag team match, man? I went a little bit higher than you. I went three and a half beers, but like literally I have pretty much the same notes. Like it was just classic style tag team match. Like you said, Sean took all the heat. And they had the classic ref bump and then the other ref and then Bischoff yeah. stops the count because he's the ref, not the replacement ref. Like right. classic going for a move, reversing, getting hit by the chair, like just so many classic, like intentional spots. I mean, yeah, it was cool seeing. I guess that was kind of cool to go back and see the debut match of rated RKO because the video package before like hyped the match up pretty good and told you the story about why Orton and edge even were a team because they didn't like each other initially because he came on his talk show or whatever. But yeah, I thought it, it was pretty cool seeing the debut of the team because they even like, they weren't even called rated RKO. They didn't call themselves rated RKO until the post match segment when they were leaving. Yeah, they said, uh, we're, said this is going to be the era. So we're going to make Raw rated RKO. And I was like, oh, that was like the official first name drop of the group, which was pretty cool to go back and see. But yeah, yeah, the ch I the went, chump yeah. Was, yeah, the I just went three and a half beers on this one. I, maybe just because it was just that. I don't know. DX. This is one. This is literally when I started watching wrestling again because I didn't watch it for like a couple years. And when yeah. DX reunited, I was like, oh, DX is back. Maybe I should watch it. And then, like, this is literally right in the middle of that. Yeah. I mean, 
It, yeah, it was okay. It was right down the middle. Uh, I feel like these the same four dudes have had better matches, and I think they oh, do yeah. go on to have some better matches. But it looks like we're going to be covering more of 06. Um, well, at least we're going to be finishing out, maybe even going into 07 with next year coming up. Uh, but yeah, then like you you already said, there was a promo in the back with Orton and Edge, and I thought the chump stay in line was great. Um, that just I don't know, I just loved that. I also loved how like Lita comes in and she has a match, and they just leave anyway. Like they're yeah. like, you know, like to me, I don't know, that popped me so hard. I was like, wait, like she's going to wrestle for the title, and you're like, all right, we'll see you at the hotel later. Like what? What? Like what? I just I don't know, just that one, that one kind of tripped me out. Um, but yeah, the next match here is Mickey James versus Lita for the WWE Women's Championship in a Divas Lumberjack match. Um, honestly, the match wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, uh, but I expected an absolute train wreck. So um, honestly, I think it would have been better without the lumberjacks. Um, a couple pretty big botches in there that that hurt it though, oh, God. for sure. But overall, I was I didn't think it was a bad match. I just thought that it was subpar. So I gave it two beers. Uh, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't really good. it was below average. So I gave it two beers. Uh, where are you on Mickey James versus Lita here? I mean, one thing that really kind of pissed me off about this match is it was another one of you know you had to vote for the stipulation and the lumber jills if you say, or whatever, yeah. they all came out to the ring, so you knew what the fuck was going to happen. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's going to be the Lumberjacks. Why the fuck would they bring them all out here if they're not going to yeah. use them? So that was kind of like, kind of ruined the the surprise element of the show, even though I could, you know, look up, I knew what was going to fucking happen, but still, if I'm taking myself back to think if I'm watching it then, I was like, right. you know, that's kind of lame. And like you said, there are some fucking pretty egregious botches in the match, but like the little ending sequence part was pretty cool the way they set that up yeah. so i'll give them that but i gave it a beer a beer and a quarter beer and a quarter that's fair that's fair i actually thought that the opening of the match was really solid too there was only just as i mean honestly it was like there were two big botches and yeah. it was like but it's like, like so have those those, two, yeah you have more than one big that's like, true that's true but the rest of the match was really good yeah. like and so i was like all right well i don't know i gave it to uh the promo in the back was definitely not good it was the spirit squad Pretty sure they're kind of getting close to the end of the faction, which is good. And naturally, this promo was just trash because it was what it was. We see, uh, yeah, the next match here, man, it's uh, it's Ric Flair and Roddy Piper versus the Spirit Squad for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Piper being one of three legends that were voted on to be Ric Flair's partner. Um Man, Piper looked awful. Uh, oh, I mean, God. It was good to see Slaughter and Dusty, but I mean... It's all nostalgia. The match was not good. Kenny and Flair are like the only ones that can actually work, and they really didn't get much time in the ring together. Uh, Piper took the brunt of the heat, but he's like just sitting up half the time, like shaking his like shoulders when he gets hit because he doesn't. I guess he just didn't want to lay down. Um, I don't know. Uh, Flair got the hot tag and then beat up the whole squad. Um, and then I don't remember them winning, and that kind of popped me. But like, dude, Flair and Piper winning the tag titles, I gave it a full beer just for that. That being said, it's a beer in three quarters because I was going to give it just three quarters of a beer. Uh, but I give it a full beer just for just seeing Piper and Flair win the titles. I thought that was great. Um, where are you at on this old man versus young man thing? Just like you said, they're old. It was a nostalgia pop. I didn't want to shit on it too hard. And it was fun to watch. And it was cool yeah. to see when Dusty and, Pi and uh, Sergeant Slaughter came in post-match and helped and did the beat down or whatever. But yeah. I I went two beers, just a little bit higher than you. I gave it that full extra. There you go. That's the full extra beer, and it's crazy that they won this. And you know, you, do you know the reason why you don't remember? Because they lost them like the next night on Raw. No, because the reason why is because two weeks later, uh, they lost them because Piper found out he had cancer, so they had to drop the titles. Oh bummer. Yeah, so. That's why Piper looked fucking horrible because he ha probably had cancer during this match and didn't know. Well, that's rough. That's uh, let's move on. Let's just keep it rolling here. Uh, there was a Booker T and Cena promo, which was easily the best promo on the show. It was super entertaining, super funny. Dude, uh, I love that. I love that how that whole promo was really good. Like, I love how Booker he's in the king character, but then like John Cena says something that pisses him off. He just breaks character. He's like, yeah. "Tell me, you know, just goes into classic Booker T, which yeah. is just fucking great." I loved it, man. I and honestly, dude, I think that I think I think the King Booker era is is very 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 underrated i think oh, yeah, i loved a it phenomenal phenomenal character um yeah man the match here is king booker 
versus Big Show versus John Cena. And, of course, the fans choose to put the World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Um, Show looked like the Stay Puff Marshmallow <sighs> Man. He is just swollen, like very overweight. Uh, but honestly, he worked like a monster. And, like, he looks bo- – like, it's weird because, like, he physically looked bad, but he did not perform poorly. Like, granted, he didn't do a whole lot, but – I mean, the opening where he's just a monster, Cena sold like crazy, and it looked great. Uh, I did like that Booker just, like, hung out on the steps the whole time until, like, they finally knocked Big Show out. I thought that was genius, actually. Um, yeah, man. I mean, once once they take out Show, the match becomes, like, Cena and Booker, and it was really, really, really good. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. Most definitely match of the night. The finish was hot garbage, though. Like, the finish killed the match to me. I mean, absolutely, absolutely terrible. Um, I mean, it killed the match. Uh, Kevin Federline, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, even at the height of his fame, to put him, I mean, if you want him on the show for a rating, that's something. Get him involved with, like, Carlito and Jeff Hardy for the IC title. Get him on the show. If you're putting him in the main event, like, title picture, uh, it's just just dumb. Bad booking. I gave it two and three-quarter beers. Um, probably would have been, like, a four-and-a-half, you know, maybe even closer to a five beer match had it like had a, just a straight finish. Or even if it had been like, you know, Booker gets the title from Charmel after a couple of false finishes and nails Cena and he wins like that would have been fine too. Like, I don't know, just Kevin Federline thing just totally killed it for me. Where are you at on this main event? <sighs> I mean, literally I'm not going to recap everything that you said, but dude, the Kevin Federline thing just fucking ruined yeah. everything. And just because, not the, just the fact that it's Kevin Federline, like the way he executed it was so shitty. He just gave the weakest like hit with the title on the back. It was just like so unbelievable, just ugh, trash. And like you said, dude, the big show looked like shit right here. Like this was probably the worst he ever looked in his career. His gut was huge. Yeah. He just, but like you said, he still worked, still made the match great. I mean, I guess that's why he was the ECW champion at the time, which probably probably had less value than the intercontinental championship at that point. I oh, would most say. definitely. Most definitely. It, uh, you know, no one really gave a fuck about that. And yeah, they, it, they worked it up and like the big drama was there with the STFU applied and the fucking Kevin Federline to come goddamn ruin the match. Yeah. It really took a lot of the ratings away for me. I gave this 3.75. It could have been a couple beers higher, a beer and a half higher, but dude, that, that really fucked it up for me. I was just like, dude, are you kidding me? Like after yeah. all that great work that Booker T and John Cena like made you have some yeah. fun there at the end. Yeah, I agree. God damn it! I mean, even Charmel took an F you. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I think I think the yeah, it really just was a poor choice of celebrity interaction too. It's it's almost like that John Stewart uh, thing that happened at a couple Summer Slams ago. It's like they, just dude, they could have practiced it better and like dude, dude, do it like this, like go like. <sighs> Just it was poorly executed. Uh, the whole thing sucked. Being I don't even think celebrity. Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't have been involved. I mean, even in eight, like I don't care if like huge, like okay. So then they have a star like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and then he just hits Dolph Ziggler in a, in a mid card thing. People remember it. It's a highlight thing. But they wouldn't have put him in the main title picture. Why? And that was executed but Kevin well. Federline. That should be that should be in the main event. Then Hugh Jackman's punch was executed well. Like they yeah. did a nice working punch. It didn't look horrible. They probably practiced yeah. it a little bit. Probably. But yeah. no, Kevin Federline goes out with the with the weakest goddamn title shot to the back I've ever seen in my life. Like, And even John Cena didn't even sell it too hard. He just kind of got up and like, you know, kind of like, oh, who is that? But like, dude, fucking weak, fucking trash. This, that's, a TNA, that's a TNA move right there. That's a TNA yeah. move. I agree. I agree. Very, very, very TNA-ish uh, of them to do. Overall, the wrestling wasn't bad. Um, the stories were kind of bad, but, um, some of the stories were better and more valuable than unfortunately what we have on our next show here. And I feel like this is kind of a, an, an opposite case where most of these matches I'm going to go ahead and say before we even get into it are bell to bell, pretty solid. The problem is, is the stories. Um, I mean, okay. So I actually had time, like I was like cleaning the house and I had it on. So I had the pre-show on. And they put Nakamura, the Intercontinental cha- Champion, oh my God, Damian yes. Priest, the U.S. Champion, on the pre-show. Um, and they had Rick Boogs play guitar over the match as a distraction. And it caused the finish, which of course was a DQ. This is WWE in 2021. Whoever is booking is doing an awful job. 
whoever is writing is doing an awful job. And I get, oh, it's a tough job. You don't know what it's like. You haven't been in the, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. There's no, it's, this is garbage. Like the writing, like these, I'm not even that big of a priest fan, but come on, dude. Like these guys could have had an, if you would have just said, Hey, you guys got 15 minutes, do what you want. This would have been a lights out banger, lights out banger of a match. Like, Dude, and the way they're Ugh. trying to book Priest right now, they're trying to do like this like split personality thing because his name is Damien and Priest, and he's good, but he's also evil. And I'm like, dude, yeah, it's, get the it's, fuck yeah. out of here with that shit. It's really bad. It's really it's really bad, man. Uh, they have like an opening package after the pre-show that ties into Red Notice on Netflix because, of course, it's a rock movie. <sighs> um, even your opening package is a commercial? Like, are we living in idiocracy now? Is that what's happening now? Are you about to start seeing like sponsors on like wrestlers' tights? Is that is that what's gonna happen? Like, are we gonna see like an all Coca Cola outfit for like the Street Profits or something? Like, dude, I don't we, know. We almost just we'll get into that later, dude. Just yeah, you're... yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. The pyro was cool, I guess. Um, the package for Lynch and Flair was decent as well. I agree. What do you think about it? Say so the the only reason the pyro was cool is because they didn't have it for a long time. It's really just regular pyro. That's true. <laughs> You're totally right. You're totally right. It's totally true though. Uh, the opening match here is Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, uh, and it's a fight. I mean, it's a like a fist fight from the jump. Like they beat the shit out of each other. Like I mean, that was not a. There was never a time where I felt like they were pulling their. I mean, for almost twenty minutes, they just beat the shit out of each other. Um, and I, 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 I think that they, I, I personally believe, I don't know. I'm not going to say that I know, but I think that everybody's getting worked. I think that this is a complete work. I think that they are still the best of friends. I think it's genius. I think what they're doing is awesome. Um, I mean, great job selling the angle guys. Cause I mean, this is easily one of the most talked about matches on the card and open the show. Um, and it's most talked about because it was so brutal and people were like, oh man, let's look, see, they really don't like each other. And it's like, ah oh, man, to me, I think that these women are the epitome of professional wrestling. They're selling you an angle, even in social media, even on like real life type things. And that's what they should do. They should live the gimmick. They should bring some of that suspension of disbelief. Um, I gave it four and a half beers. I thought it was great. I thought it was executed really well. Um, I don't think the bell to bell action was a Matt classic, but again, selling the angle I think they did a phenomenal job. Four and a half beers. Where are you at on this opener? I'm not quite as high as you, but I do agree with a lot of stuff that you said. Like it was stiff, hard hitting, solid. There was a few little missteps and like some obvious spot calling here or there. But besides that, like it was fast. Hard. It was like there was no like really slow down. It was just they were just beating the fuck yeah. out of each other the whole time. I really enjoyed the the classic sharpshooter spot where they're just slapping each other back and forth. Yeah. And they were, they were hitting each other pretty hard on some of those. Some of, like, a few, like, when I say missteps, there were a few times and they were hitting each other where it looked like they were, like, either slipped up or did kind of pull it. But besides that, like, mo the majority of the shots were pretty hard. Yeah. And the only thing that really took it out, like, a, Charlotte did a moonsault a few times, kind of at impromptu, impromptu times. It didn't work for me. That kind of fucked up the action a little bit. And it didn't make sense to really do a moonsault and what they were doing at the time. Yeah, uh, the, the one in on the fair. ring was good, like the double moon salt, like that yeah. worked for that. But like the couple of the ones at the outside just kind of fucked up the flow of like how hard the match was going. And I love how they both used hill tactics to try to win the end. But of course, Becky finally wins because even yeah. though Becky was kind of working babyface more in the match, like when it came to the end, they both went full hill. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, but I went three and a half beers, just a one less than you. That was Fucking yeah. solid match. It was the only match that I had any interest in that I even thought about going into this because we almost completely forgot about this pay-per-view altogether. Yeah. <laughs> and then once they started saying Charlotte versus Becky, I was like, oh, yeah, well, they fucking hate each other. This is going to, you know, great. Charlotte versus Becky. I don't think they do. I really I, I mean, don't. of course they don't. I'm talking, you know, I'm just. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting worked with you. the angle. So I'm just like, you know, it. feeding in, feeding into it. it. I love it, man. Speaking of feeding in. Uh, we got a lot of these little snippets, but the first one is uh, footage of The Rock making his debut 25 years earlier, which you just covered last week. You should go check it out in the archives. And we also got an ad for War Games, which I'm actually getting pretty pumped on. I think I've seen some more stuff on YouTube about it, and I think it's it feels very much like War Games this year is the black and gold brand versus the new NXT. And I think that that's there's money there. 
Um, I think that's cool. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, let's jump into the traditional men's Survivor Series match. Um, you know, I'm I, I have I bitched about this last week. I, I don't like these multi-man elimination tag matches for the most part. Um, but I actually thought this one was pretty entertaining. I, I thought there were sections of the match that were really, really good. Um, like Hardy and Rollins was great. Woods and Theory was really good. Even Balor and Sheamus had a good exchange. Um, nothing was necessarily exceptional. Uh, and the work rate was fine, and it was a little too long. Um, yeah, just, you know, these big-ass tag team matches just aren't for me. But honestly, for what it was, it was a pretty good match. Um, also, you know, getting getting the win. Rollins getting the win gives me the, the best vibes. So um, I gave it three and a quarter beers, a little bit above average. Okay, um, okay. Where are you at on it? Excuse me, sir. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, some, some th- things happen sometimes, but uh, this match, I expected to hate it. As soon as I saw uh, Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss walk out to the ring, I was like, yeah, yeah fuck this shit. I don't, I don't want to watch this, but that's some good stuff. Good, Some fun little entertaining moments here and there. I love how Kevin Owens just didn't even do any. He just left. He got counted out on purpose. And like, you know, is he walking out on his team or is he walking out on the company? What are they yeah. trying to say here? You know? They, all, they really like to play that Hopefully shit up. Both. And like, just like you said, dude, some cool exchanges. Just like I like some of the Hardy and uh, Sheamus double team stuff they were doing together. But then it turned and, you know, them fighting each other, you know, cool little spots yeah. here or there. Hardy pretty much got most of the shine in this match, which I think was pretty cool. Yeah. I like how he, you know, got to carry the team there at the end. I went right in the middle with this three beers. Not a horrible match, but not great. But there's no real stakes here. It's just kind of like right. Raw's like better that. than SmackDown. Red's right. better than Blue. And this ain't Bloods versus the Crips. This is just guys in tights. Yeah. Just guys in tights, man. That's pretty much all it was. Um, yeah, let's keep it rolling here. We got a cricket commercial because we're doing commercials on pay-per-views now. Um, and then a recap of Vince with the movie Egg which is also good, which is essentially just another commercial. Uh, and then we get another sample of The Rock at Survivor Series. Um, and then there's a promo with Vince and Reigns, probably eventually building towards Rock versus Roman, but um, it was actually kind of nonsensical. And Vince is like, Vince talked like this the whole promo, so you could barely hear anything he said. I feel like I had to turn my TV up to like 80 to like hear Vince speak. Dude, he's just getting too old. I think he just needs to get the fuck off TV. I agree. I agree. I don't think it should be on TV at all anymore. Uh, um, yeah. Speaking of uh, things that shouldn't be on TV, this tag team battle royal should 100% been in the pre-show. And that pre-show match should have been right here at number three. Um, unfortunately, we get the tag team battle royal and it sucked. It was bad. Um, I mean, it just, I mean, it was so bad that I got up and I got up and pooped because it was just, I was bored and it was just bad. It does come down to Ricochet and Omos. Uh, I don't know. They've somehow made like the prize for this battle royal be Pizza Hut too. Uh, like at this point, I just feel like it's dystopian <laughs> WWE. Like we are officially in like in like the Blade Runner version, like this post-apocalyptic like WWE. It's just awful. It's awful. I gave it negative negative one beer. It was that bad. <laughs> I gave it negative one beer, and it's been a while since I've given it a negative beer. Yeah, you're talking about fucking post-apocalyptic WWE fucking. I think this is kind of the new direction WWE's going with like, you know, trying to trim down the company and they're going to do more of these like corporate sponsorship deal type. Like, I don't know. I feel like this this is the way it's going. And like this is like know, the they, Biff the Biff timeline from Back to the Future. That's what this dude, is like. Exactly. It's like and you know it's that whole Nick Khan thing. Maybe there is some little truth to what Ric Flair was spitting earlier in the news. Maybe Nick Khan is kind of because I heard he's responsible for all the new shit. So it definitely makes sense. So yes, this was the Battle Royale sponsored by Pizza Hut and The Rock. And, Jesus yeah, Christ! It uh, was not good. Like that literally was a story. AJ Styles was like, "All right, almost if you win, you get all the pizza." So that's his motivation to beat everybody is he gets My all God. the pizza. You get to see Ricochet do a really cool drop kick on him that was real tall and high that I was like, ooh, that's pretty. But then he gets fucking tossed right on out because, you know, no one, WWE don't give a fuck about Ricochet. He's getting wasted over there. And, yeah, it's just almost tossing people around for pizza. Yeah, it's trash. And goddamn fuck that egg. Fuck that whole guy. Like, literally this entire pay-per-view like, who is was this supposed to even have it? Is, of course I didn't watch Raw, so who was supposed to, who was, who stole it? 
uh, it, Austin Theory is the one who returned it, but they haven't confirmed who stole it. He just returned gotcha. it. But, st- dude, but seriously, is this is this a worse angle than the gobbledygooker for Survivor Series? Like, yeah, is I this right up there with yet, it? Is so this right came, up there with it? When he got out of the limo and like there's like a crowd of people there just cheering for him and he has the egg, I was like, wait, are they going to crack another egg at Survivor Series and like gobbledygooker is going to wrestle? I, like, I would have popped for that. Like, I would have popped for that, but no, no. They're just promoting so the Rock's this, movie. Because like, The Rock needs promotion at this point. It's not the number one movie on Netflix, with or without Survivor Series, by the way. I know, and they're promo- They're not only promoting The Rock's movie that's on Netflix, a rival streaming service to Peacock that we had to watch this motherfucker on, which I thought was pretty funny. Truth. And they're just just talking about The Rock, period, this entire pay-per-view. Everything is The Rock this, The Rock that. And we'll, we'll get into some more of that here uh, soon. So what's this? What's the next match we got on the card? Next match on the card is The Usos it. versus RK Bro. Uh, man, I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I thought this match was badass. Uh, it's a classic heel-face tag match, and it's really good. I mean, Riddle took a hell of an ass-whipping and sold like a champ. The crowd popped massively for Orton when he finally got in. Um, I mean, honestly, I've given that guy tons of shit. Uh, but on this show, like, and also breaking that pay-per-view record was very cool. The commentary played that up really well. It's cool to kind of see a historic moment play out, for sure. And it was a good match. Finish was really good. Solid all the way around. I gave it four and a quarter beers. Really, really liked it. I was a very, yeah. very big fan of it. What did you think about this taxi match, man? I mean, yeah, I've... I thought it was a pretty like solid match. You know, Riddle looked strong and he like took a lot of the heat. And like you said, when Orton got that fucking hot tag, everybody popped. It's Orton. He's a legend. And it was cool to see him get that record because, yeah, yeah I mean, I can't really think of anybody. I mean, he's been around since 2002, like steadily, never stopped, never, you know, left, yeah. took any hiatus, took any breaks. Yeah. Kane held the record, but, you know, Kane eventually had to move on. And uh, I think Orton is going to probably have probably one of the all-time records because he's still, like, relatively young. I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. But, dude, definitely, that finish was super cool. The fucking catch the RKO, even though, like, fucking Riddle still got destroyed, he he still got RKO'd. So it's like 50-50 right there. It's like, ah, you fuck your partner up, but you're still going to get the win because he wasn't the legal man. Yeah, dude. But I— there's no real build or stakes to this. These are just two fun teams to see face off. And I gave yeah. it three and a half beers, which that's pretty fucking solid for a match with no story. Just this is like, you know, all anytime there's something like this with no stakes, but still good in ring work. It's like it reminds me of like a PWG match or something. It's just some guys going out there just putting on a good match. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think there's a lot of value there. And this is my hot take of the day, by the way. Yeah, what's my that? hot take of the day? I want you guys to write it down. Because I said it first. Randy Orton will retire in AEW. Mark my words. All right. Mark we're going to remember words. that. On All right. Black Friday 2021. Oh. Daniel right. made the It'll statement. easy to remember. Yep, I did. That I Randall Keith Orton will retire in all elite wrestling. Yep. Yep. I, I really think that's what's going to happen. But we, then we get another cricket commercial. That's definitely going to happen. Um, and, then, and then a DraftKings commercial. Um, and then another clip of The Rock and now another Vince promo with Sonya and Pierce because their egg got stolen. It's garbage. It's really bad. Uh, we got a Zia Lee vignette, which was very cool. I did like that vignette quite a bit. I thought the cool comic book style was awesome. And I like Zia Lee. I think she's, she, I mean, she's a good worker. I think they need to give her a mouthpiece for sure. Or just like always show her in like these vignettes and that comic book style thing, which would be cool as well. Um, but yeah, the next match here is the women's. Um, Survivor Series tag match. Um, and it's not nearly as good as the multi-man uh, counterpart. It's just uh, mm-hmm. lots of stutter steps, lots of awkward timing, uh, bad feeding, bad selling. Um, not really a very good match at all. The Bel Air and Banks section was over, uh, but it was also kind of a little hokey with all the, you know, kiss my ass spots from, from Bel Air. Um, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was forever long, and it just kind of drug on. It wasn't the worst match on the show, uh, but it was close. I gave it two and a quarter beers. Um, where are you at on this women's elimination tag match? Man, I was not feeling this. Like leading into this match, I was already in a bad mood because, like you said, we got more commercials. We got more yep. of that fucking egg bullshit. And another thing, this is that new WWE direction. They're on Peacock, so that's why they do commercials in the middle of the pay per view. It's like AW doesn't do that because they're on like real pay per view. And why would you put a fucking like just let me get into the match. Let me tell you what I think about this fucking match. Okay. 
if you want to talk about a dead crowd, this is like one of the most they had no one hooked in. You got CM yeah. Punk chants. We got the fucking wave. Yeah. They they chanted we are awesome. Maybe even AEW chants. I'm I might be could be wrong on that one, but I heard it's like the crowd no, there was definitely not, an AEW chant. There was definitely oh yeah, the an crowd AEW did not give a fuck about this match, and like I can I understand because it was boring. It wasn't fun. Like you saw about the feeding, the it, the feeding was like horribly obvious in this match. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, <sighs> like the hurry up and wait spots were just terrible. Like just terrible. Like my the timing, my, my limited so training bad. and knowledge knew how fucking horrible this was looking. Like I was like, geez, yeah. I was not a fan of this match. Uh. It was cool that Bianca got to run the table at the end and kind of get the team for Raw, but dude, I could not get into this a uh, beer and a quarter. That's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we also get a commercial for the Wreck and Slam motorcycle toy that absolutely <laughs> no one ever asked for ever. Um, and then another little clip of The Rock in 2019, and now we have a Heyman promo, which is solid. Uh, and then we get a promo package for Bobby Lashley that really led to nothing, which was super dude. weird to me. And it like, was really, really long for no reason. Like, and it was good. I, like, like, looked down and looked up, and I was like, "Dude, this is still going on." I thought I was like, "Is this a commercial for like a twenty-four of his? Are they doing like a buy, like one of the, you know what I mean, like a, a Peacock special oh. or what? What would have been like a network special?" But it it was just it, it was nothing. Dude, was they no, also there was a really weird Drew McIntyre promo earlier in the show too. Anything, and I was just like, "What? All right, all right, yeah. cool." Yeah, it was, yeah, not good. Uh, and then we get a commercial for the New Year's Day show. Uh, the Day One WWE, which is going to be happening on New Year's Day. Uh, we will cover that begrudgingly, but we will cover it. Um, yeah, and then we move into the main event here. It's Big E versus Roman Reigns. Um, listen, I don't understand how people can watch this match and still say that Roman Reigns can't wrestle. Um, I mean, WWE has shit creative these days. I mean, it's really bad. But this match is a great match on any brand, on any show, period. I mean I mean that including MLW or Impact or AEW. This match was really, really, really good. Um, awesome work by both guys. Some great false finishes. I mean, great false finishes. The entire crowd, I was sold. I literally stood up at one point. This is very rare for me. Like, I, I really got into this match. And guess what, dude? Yes. Do I, would I have rather had Big E win? Yes. But it's a clean finish. It's a clean finish. No New Day, no Usos, a straight-up win. That's the way it always should be for every single pay-per-view. Always. A definitive win. That's for what AEW does for most of their shit. That's why I, agree. I really like it. I agree. I agree. And I'm not – I mean, yo, interference, DQs, that can add to a story. That can pro prolong a story. I'm into that. I'm not saying it should always be that way for every pay-per-view match. But for the main event, it, yes, absolutely, it should be a clean finish. Five beers. Loved this match. Thought oh. it was really damn good. Definitely my match of the night, and I think my match of of this of, of this entire show. Um, if you're gonna watch one match from any of these shows, Big E versus Roman Reigns was an absolute banger. I loved it. What do you think about this? All of our matches have been like half a beer, quarter beer, a beer off. But yeah. I went four point seven five, almost five yeah. beers. We're talking and, a couple drops here at this point. Dude, I mean, it was a fantastic match. It started off slow, and it took me a minute to, like, kind of hook me in. But once they got me hooked in and started, like, really going for that, hitting, like, some of the power moves and, like, start some of those reversals and, like, just, dude, they really fucking – it was, like, big – like, just Big E was just so resilient, like, you know, kicking out of every fucking big move that Roman was hitting. Just like you said, it was just fantastic. One thing that really pissed me off, though, is – you know, Big E uses a Uranagi as, like, one of his setup moves. So, fucking, uh, you know, he comes to go do one, and then Roman Reigns does another Uranagi, like, his move. But then they call it as a rock bottom. Like, oh, he messed up a rock bottom there and it's didn't go all the way down. And I was like, dude. It's on purpose. He's but because that's but that's I know they did it on purpose because they're trying to sell this whole fucking rock thing who, by the way, never showed up for this bullshit. It was just about his fucking egg and his fucking thing. Like, I mean, I'm he's going to wrestle I'm Roman Reigns. It's going to happen at some point. It's going to exactly. happen. But I'm thinking about the actual story going on between Big E and Roman Reigns right now. And he was doing a Uranagi because Big E does a Uranagi. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that was a rock bottom type right, move. Right, right, he just right, didn't right. go all the way down. I, I think he messed up. And I'm like, dude, no, he didn't. You're pissing me. Like, 
uh, I don't know. When commentary's fucked up, that really pisses me off because maybe I do commentary and I enjoy yeah. the commentary aspect of pro wrestling. But besides that, dude, everything was great. Like, dude, the the whole spear reversal exchangeal, uh, exchangeal is that even a word? <laughs> exchangeal. But the whole spear back spear reversal exchange that they were doing, yeah. and then how Roman had got finally hit with the big ending, but he's right there under the like, dude. Their ring placement, the psychology, everything was great. I mean, the only really the commentary would have been just didn't piss me off as much. I could have went five beers, but I think that's probably why I took a quarter of beer away. But dude, fantastic match, like you said, dude. Biggie pulling out that muffler stretch. I really love when he does that move. He should do that yeah. more often. I think he should win some matches with that because that'd be a cool add that to his repertoire. Because all he does is the fucking the big ending right now as yeah. his main finish. Just yeah, lots of he can lots benefit of big from that power for sure. Yeah, lots of big power, strength, resilience, just. A lot of meat slapping in this match. Good stuff. I the, in the best way. Agree, agree with Daniel. I recommend you should go watch this shit. Yeah. I posted a little picture on my Instagram story of a little screenshot because, you know, good good stuff. Having fun. Having fun. Yeah, man. We're having a good time. We're having a good time for sure. I will say that overall, um, Bell to Bell, Survivor Series was uh, a much better show, I think. Um, uh, I would say that there were probably more valuable storylines in 06 in the Cyber Sunday show. Um, but I think Bell to Bell, I think, okay, I think the Survivor Series 21 is a great um, representation of having a stacked roster that can go in the ring and having terrible creative that ruins it. I mean, literally from top to bottom, there's tons of really good wrestlers on this card and there's tons of really good wrestling. It's just, there's no one cares. That was a and big no one, part of why TNA, oh, they fucked up for yeah, a while and had to, yeah, you know, 100%. rebrand and change up because they had great wrestlers. But, you know, yeah. so that booking and story, you're just like, what the? Was so fuck? bad. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, that's exactly what's happening right now. And it is ironic. It's weird. It's like, you know, because I'm, again, I'm an old man. I, I am recently 37. And I remember vividly the beginning of the Monday Night Wars. And I was a WWF kid, straight up. Like, I love WWF. Didn't like WCW that much. Uh, then interview happened and I started watching WCW, but in the back of my mind, I, I always, you know, I was WWF's the best. They're going to win. They're the better company. It's always been. And like, and they did. Um, and this is the first time ever where I'm like, you know, AEW is the best thing going. I don't care what, I don't care what the ratings say. I mean, I, I mean, and people can, oh, well, you know, you're a fanboy, whatever. Like, dude, AEW is not perfect. I have, trust me. Like if you listen to the show, I shit on them plenty too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no, not just fanboying No wrestling out for company AEW. is going to be perfect. Honestly. No, absolutely like, not. But right now. They are the most, they are the most, they're the only brand where I, I feel like I have to watch their television shows. Like I like impact. I think they're great, but I don't, I hardly ever watch their, their shows unless I see a headline or something crazy happen. Then I'll go back and I'll check it out on Twitch or whatever. Um, I mean, same, same with WWE every now and then something cool will happen and you'll have to go back and watch it. NXT has been trash since they <laughs> got rid of triple H really. I mean, it's, I mean, real bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, AEW is, is inarguably the best part of being a pro wrestling fan right now. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I have hope. I still have high hopes for WWE. I hope, I mean, they're, they're such a juggernaut that like, of course they're going to stay in that number one position for a long time. Uh, but if they continue to make mistakes like this, it's really going to separate. I think we're going to start. It's going to be the difference between like, uh, like the power Rangers and MMA. You know what I'm saying? Like they both have kind of like martial arts kind of, but one's obviously more suited for adults and one is obviously more suited for children and toys and advertising and those kind of things. More like Power Rangers versus like a real violent, bloody Kung Fu movie. Yes. Like you're going to, yeah. it's going to be gritty and gnarly in the Power Rangers, the polished, happy. Yeah. Yeah. Bright colors. D Disney, Disney versus, I don't know. Bright colors, sponsored by Pepsi, you know, a huge toy line, you know, see They're it all over Walmart. Sponsored by Pepsi, AEW, sponsored by a beer company. It's like, yeah, something like, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. And I mean, dude, and to be honest with you, man, like as a wrestling fan and as a guy that like, owes, I mean, n neither one of us would be here without Vincent, Vincent McMahon. Like we, we just wouldn't be here. Like, so I, I, I want WWE to be better. I even think that with all the roster cuts, with the, even what they, what they still have on their roster, they have tons of amazing talent still that could be doing awesome things. Don't want to be cynical, but when it comes down to it, just like I can make references, even sports organizations, 
people like uh, Bud Adams or Al Davis, when they get old, they start making fucking irrational, crazy decisions, and sometimes it's best for them to go away and someone else to take over. Yes. Totally but agree. the right person. I mean, I really hope it's, I mean. Shane I really, or Triple H, not Nick Khan. It's, and sadly, if you, if you believe the rumors, I mean, it, I, I will say that after taking the NXT brand away from Triple H is not a good vote of confidence for Triple H being the guy moving forward, which is devastating. Um, because I yeah. do feel like if he were able to run the show, it would be incredible. I know. That's I, I always do, in my genuinely. heart what I thought would happen. Yes. Oh, once Vince dies, Triple H is going to take over. And it'll be way better. And it will be way better. And if and I still believe to this day, if you let Sean and Hunter just run WWE, we're good. We're good for the next 20 years. Yeah, and you need Hunter because Sean apparently is doing a lot of the NXT 2.0 stuff. So you need. Sean, Sean is not booking any creative at all. Oh, no booking. He's not doing any creative who's, at all. Who's doing the booking, I wonder? Is it it's Bruce Pritchard? Part of, it's, it's the creative team. It's, a, it's the writers, Pritchard. Oh, so they fans. book it all now. They book all, of, they book all three shows now. That's why it sucks. He's running okay. it. He's, he's, at, he's oh. at the gorilla position. And he's working with all the wrestlers. He's still so that's like why the storylines are just, that's yeah. why it seems like main roster diet or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It feels like FC. Do you did you ever get to watch like those FCW like tapings of one way back when? I watched. I remember watching some FCW matches on like YouTube. That's what it's like now. It's just it's there. They went back to being a developmental. That's all they are. They are just developmental now. I mean, I mean, they're. I mean, this this war games thing to me legitimately is like the final hoorah of like the black and gold brand. And you know that everybody sure Gargano's gone. After Gargano this. actually, yeah, we missed that in the news. He signed a short term extent contract extension. So to well, probably apparently finish he out, out NXT for life. But I, I mean, I don't know if that just means black and gold brand for life, and I'm done now. So bye. Or like, I don't know. I don't know. But and and the cool news is, you know. He has a 10 day extension and I'm pretty sure when you sign those extensions, same reason why Adam Cole could just go over so quickly is that like, there's no more, you don't have to wait a 90 day. You didn't get released. So like as soon, as soon as your contract's up, you can go wherever you want. Yeah. Do you like, do pull a Moxley or Adam Cole or whoever, just walk in wherever you want. Yeah. I mean, and And I think, and think about that. We still have not seen Wyndham Rotunda Bray Wyatt appear anywhere yet. I think he's doing movies now. I think that he's, I think that they, I mean, I saw a news well, thing. He's like, working on a movie, but you know, he's not just going to not wrestle anymore. I, I, I mean, people close to the source say he has no desire to return to wrestling right now. That's, oh, okay. that's what they say. So maybe he's like, I want to make some movies for a little bit and see what happens. And then if it doesn't, I mean, he can always go well, back to wrestling. Once his horror movies are not as good as he thinks they're going to be, he'll come back to wrestling. And what, what happens if they are though? Cause I've always said that Bray Wyatt's the best actor in professional wrestling that, that, that we've ever seen. I think genuinely Bray Wyatt is the best actor that I've ever seen on in pro wrestling ever. Better than the rock, the Dwayne Johnson. No, no. I mean like his care, like, I know, the way, just, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, but the, uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Actually better than Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Dude. No, you know, who's the, the best actor in pro wrestling was Luke Zeus. Gallows and he was Festus. It was Zeus. No, it was Festus. That was the best acting job in wrestling. Was it? No holds barred. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. No, I'm just saying, like you know, a, a wrestler acting their character, Festus. You know, he when the bell rung. This is good. Eugene was pretty top notch. I gotta say. And Santina, Santina Morella, when he was the when she, excuse me, was the Divas Champion. That was a good time. That was a good time for pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, what else do we have on the schedule here? Let's see. This is this time in the show, and I'm just I fumbled the ball here. Um, you know what? Today has been WWE Cyber Sunday 2006 versus WWE Survivor Series 2021. Believe it or not, I'm giving the nod to Survivor Series 2021, um, and that's purely for the bell to bell. Uh, you could argue though that there were more compelling storylines in 06, and I wouldn't argue with you there. Uh, so which way you go on this one, Wex? Uh, honestly, I enjoyed Cyber Sunday more. Did you? Wow. Okay. So we got a actually show from top to bottom. I had a better time watching cyber Sunday, even though that Roman reigns and biggie match was really good. I don't think that's enough to sway me over there because that egg shit pissed me off. Like I was just, I was genuinely like slightly irritated like watching survivor series and cyber Sunday. I was, you know, maybe I was had enough. If I would have had more beers on survivor series, maybe I would have swayed my vote a little bit, but I was like, about six pack deep by the time I was done with Cyber Sunday, and it was it was a good time. I'm thinking about maybe 
you know, when we get some more stuff on the docket, have more try to do some watch alongs to some of these shows that we're going to cover. Oh, I like that. I like that. Or maybe, you know, maybe just like watch alongs to the main events. So they're not so like because, I mean, watch alongs are like forever long. Oh, I mean, just do them for fun with people and then post videos of just maybe a few of the matches. Oh, yeah. We could do just that for fun because these shows are way more fun when I'm drinking and having fun watching it instead of just by myself, like just watching one match. So, you know, maybe on like a weeknight or Monday or a Tuesday, that's I'll be like, hey, who wants to get on here and watch a whatever pay-per-view? And if we have some funny clips that can come out of it, you know, maybe make some YouTube stuff. Yeah. And if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, if we can get up to enough YouTube subscribers, then we can actually just go live and you could be doing those live. Um, and then you could watch them post or whatever, but we could kind of advertise. You can come ha- hang out with us, uh, send us some comments. That'd be very cool. Um, next week is a very odd show. It's going to be yes. very interesting. I'm very excited about it. It's this Tuesday in Texas from 1991 going up against December to December, which I believe is also from 06. Is it not? It is. It's the, ve- it's the December pay-per-view. It's the only original ECW pay-per-view besides the two one night stand things, WWE CW. And we're going to get to see old fat big show and all his glory. Cause he's the ECW champion at this time. And man, and it's, it, this is one of those legendary bad ones that we're going to be able to like make fun of, you know, maybe we'll get surprised. Maybe there'll be some fucking sick matches that we didn't know about. Cause it's such a legendary bad show. Maybe there's a hidden gem in there or two. I do feel like Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart is on this 91 show. And I feel like it's a banger. Oh, I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like it's right. Or maybe it's Sean and And it's Sean. Cause this Tuesday in Texas, the only reason I know about this is it was mentioned on a Sean DVD that I have. Okay. So, That's why I remember that. I was like, oh, shit, that was the one Tuesday pay-per-view they did to try to just see if Tuesday pay-per-views would catch on, which obviously they didn't. No one's going to order a fucking Tuesday pay-per-view. I mean, (laughs) come on now. Let's get real. (laughs) Yeah, TNA. I mean, uh, yeah, so we're going to keep going here. Um, We are going to be wrapping up. This is our last show from 2001, that part of the Attitude Era. It's our last show here. It's going to be Vengeance 01 versus... Uh, the black and gold brand versus NXT 2.0 at NXT War Games 2021. Uh, rumor also has it that this is going to be the last like NXT Peacock special they do. Any other specials, quote unquote, they do will be just regular TV specials on USA or wherever they're. So this at. is like the actual final takeover. Yes, this is like the final takeover. I would say, which is yeah. So I'm a little nostalgic about it. Also, Vengeance 01. I mean, come on, Vengeance 01 is. That's dude. Show. That's that's literally one of my all one of my all time favorite shows. Just, there's so much stuff that happens in there. And really, like I said, the next night on Raw what? is really what kicks it off and some of the best stuff ever. But dude, that's a historical show. Jericho makes history. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. I'm excited about it. The following week is the last ever Ring of Honor show, probably. It's gonna be Ring of Honor Final Battle. We're gonna try to find a way to watch that one together. I think if we can make that yeah. happen. Try to uh, order it on like Fight TV or whatever the fuck it's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, we'll come. I'll go. I'll go hang out over there. You come over here, whatever. Uh, and that's gonna be going up against Armageddon 2006. So we'll get to see the progression more of the the storylines there in 06. And I'm I'm pretty excited about that as well. Uh, speaking of other like uh you know timelines that we've kind of been following, uh, the following week, which is the last show before Christmas, is going to be Starcade 96. It's WCW's last pay-per-view from 96 going up against Survivor Series 06. So we'll be able to live? keep kind of... Is that live from Nashville, Tennessee? I believe it is. I believe it is, my good sir. I believe it is. Uh, yeah, man. And then, you know, obviously the very last show of the year is, I think, comes out like on the 30th or something like that, like right before. So we'll be doing... Uh, we're going to be kind of dabbling with the format, but it's essentially going to be a, a year in review, a recap of 2021, the hits, the misses... Uh, favorites the, are yeah. not so favorites. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, in, in between that time, me and, uh, me and, me and Wex here are going to get together and try to figure out a new, uh, you know, what we're going to do for season four. We're going to be moving into a new year. Obviously we're going to still be bringing you some nostalgia shows. We're still going to be bringing you the, the best of current wrestling as well. But on those in between shows, maybe a little less double nostalgia shows, and maybe we'll start doing a little more of the lists, or maybe, maybe, uh, maybe some more indie spotlights. Uh, maybe we'll trivia. just focus. Yeah, maybe some trivia. Those are always good. I love the kid and KG Cast on in here maybe as well. We get uh, some special guest on the next one, like a uh, old old Nick Iggy or somebody like yeah, that. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would love to have Nick Iggy on a uh, a trivia show. That'd be great. 
Uh, love to get Carrie Awful on here too. Maybe we can get the whole hey, Carney maybe team. Maybe we can have a Carney's reunion on the tribute oh, show. Oh, that would be sick. I really feel like that would be super. We fun can't see him do. in the ring together, but we'd like to see him, you know, tag team on some trivia. It would be cool. It would be cool, especially if we got cast to host, and it was like kayfabe comparisons versus the Carneys. Dude, in a trivia match. <laughs> that'd be a fun one. It would be a good one. It would be a good one. We got a lot of cool ideas, though. You can always find the show at kayfabe.com everywhere on the socials, except for TikTok. And we've both been lax on it. Uh, it's been a couple weeks now. I'm going to try to get on there and talk a little bit about Biggie and Roman Reigns at the Survivor Series. This week, though, uh, our TikTok is at kayfabe.com pod. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak wherever you find social media stuff. And be sure, be sure to go to YouTube and subscribe there. We're going to be doing a lot more content there, thanks to Wex Breaking Lawson. He has a little bit more uh, YouTube expertise, a little more uh, ring, uh, ring, ring time, and the old YouTube. So uh, he's been the one championing just, just that. Just a little bit, just a little bit, you know. Wex, give him the script, baby. Where can they find you? Oh, you know you can always find your boy at Wex Breaking the Lawson on pretty much every little social media platform that you can find. And just like Daniel said, you know, get on that YouTube channel. Check out. We're going to be putting some more clips, more stuff on there. Subscribe. Go, uh, you know, comment, like, download the show. Give us good ratings. Damn it. I mean, unless we suck, then you can you know, like send us a private message talking about how shitty we are and how you're going to come to our house and fight us. And I'm just going to be like, man, this guy sucks. But, you know, I'm still going to do the podcast. So, Well, you know, I'm part of the, uh, the Uso bloodline, and I got hired by Vince McMahon. Exactly. That's, that's kind of what I'm like kind of the rabbit hole that I'm going down there because I'm part of the royal uh, elite bloodline. I'm going to attack Brandon Cutler on Dynamite when they come to Nashville. Well, we did it for The Rock. We did it for the people. We did it for Rikishi. I did it Uh, for The Rock. And that's a 2001 storyline that I remember so vividly. Like, I can remember watching that on TV live (sighs) because good times. Oh, good times. You know what? We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.